Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast. Uh, as as you might have guessed, as you might have predicted or prophesized, I am George Weedman. We we also have Jimmy Belikoff, Matt Visual in here. No guests Yo. this week because I forgot. <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't always need a guest. We, we don't. The the oh, thing is, people are fun. I've, We're cool guys. All, all my times been taken up by Metal Gear Solid Five. Huge surprise. I I I know, right? It's it's me Absolutely playing shocking. a Metal Gear game. Whoa. <laughs> uh, and I've I've just been. Is it filled it, it is, with empty space, well, or I, is it actually? It's, it's a very meaty. weird juxtaposition. I don't know how comfortable I am with it so far. I know Jimmy hasn't played a lot of Metal Gear, so I don't know if I'll try to drone on about it for too long. But Matt, are you are you a fan of 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 the? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm a fan of the wacky stories, and the, I, I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm a particularly fan of the boss battles. I don't know what was going on as a kid, but I really just liked how it, it messed with me when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, just like oh, plug out your controller. Great, and great all that boss type of stuff. battles are something the series really has cool. like in spades, and it's something that's going to be really hard for them, for for them and just other games in general to juggle as mechanics and fidelity get realist, more realistic. I think because it's going to look weirder having having one soldier seem this much more important than all the others a little bit more of an abstract problem but so far there have been one good boss battle out of the two boss battles i've played mm-hmm. in 20 hours of gameplay and and oh, i think the reason why only one of them was good is because i cheesed my way out of the other i'm playing it by like george metal gear solid rules which means no kills no, no, gotta restart if I get spotted, which means it's gonna take me forever, and I'm still having a blast with it, or at least having fun. I don't know, there's some things that are kind of weirding me out, but having a Metal Gear game be a grindy time sink sandbox game is a really weird reality to face. Hmm. Like, like Matt, you might know what I'm talking about. Like, wow. Metal Gear Solid games are usually throughout the entire series up to portable ops and peace walker were very concise short tight they they like started the whole trend of of cinematic video games like them and resident evil and a whole bunch of fmv games in the mid 90s yeah exactly right, well, most now, of it was just cutscenes. now most of it is uh <laughs> sandbox walking from a to b stuff which which is made even slower by the necessity oh. of it being a stealth game. Mm. What about the the the, the horses? Yeah, yeah. And you have a horse. Death, you know, you uh, can gr- grind away for a few hours. At hour nineteen, I unlocked the poop button, and I do have to disclaim the reason why it's taking me so long is because I'm obsessively restarting all of these <laughs> stealth challenges. I don't want to get spotted once, but it's still Dang. so much more slower paced. Than the rest of the series, so you, well, you can't kill, kill the, the bosses. Yeah, Is that yeah. What you're and, saying? and starting at Metal That's Gear Solid Two, all the bosses had non-lethal um, um, takedown routes. Right, right. Where Options. you would use the tranquilizer instead of a real gun. And at Metal Gear Solid Three, it was a lot of fun too because they mm. um, also give you uh, stun grenades and um, CQC moves that you can use on the bosses to lower their stamina bar rather than their health bar. 
and there's there's one really great boss battle I've had in MGS5 that played out like that. Like I was so happy to see two separate health bars on this guy, hmm. one of which was was the the wacky weird alternate option that took fucking forever versus the other option which would have been like a straight traditional Metal Gear Solid style gunfight boss that would have taken about like 15 20 minutes if I was if I was slow but no I I like soldiered through it for 45 minutes to Damn. defeat this boss but not kill it it felt pretty pretty good That's pretty cool I'm like uh, it's come to my attention with Metal Gear Solid 5's release that I pretty much have never played extensively any stealth games aside from like uh I, I guess like Rain uh, not Rainbow Six Ghost Recon mm-hmm. I guess can kind of be considered like stealth elements in are, it. are you talking old Ghost Recon yeah like the first Graw yeah um, Those, oh the first Graw yeah okay because that's that's like the the, thir- the third person shooter on the Xbox 360 is this the one you're talking about Hey guys, Jimmy from the TOVG Podcast here. Uh, just wanted to jut in, cut in, just jump in for a second to let you guys know that my audio kind of messed up right here for about two or three minutes. So I had to cut it out and edit some of the rest of the podcast together to make it sound coherent. So if stuff doesn't make sense for a little bit, that's why. I, I try to make it make as much sense as possible. George is going to be talking about Metal Gear Solid 5. Um... And we, we kind of just cut out all the Ghost Recon talk that should have been right here. So apologize for that. Um, so just bear with us for maybe two minutes and then it'll go back to me having OK audio. Uh, thanks. OK, back to the podcast. Bye. There's a lot of that in five. Uh, it's it's really weird how it um it it plays like an, a, an extremely intricate, highly detailed uh Japanese stealth video game like the gameplay is super tight like the actual mechanics the feeling of your controller what that controller makes the character and the camera hovering around you do it it comes together amazingly it's some of the best stealth gameplay ever however it's also an open world game and granted (laughs) it feels incredibly weird to say I'm only 20 hours into this thing which is partially because I keep retrying the levels over and over again because I never want to get spotted once because it makes me feel really good when I don't. But it's it's it puts that amazing stealth rule set into an open world that feels straight Ubisoft. So far, oh. I have a feeling as I keep playing, I'm going to come to appreciate it more because... Right before I started, I discovered a fast travel system I had totally missed before that I... I learned this from a loading screen tip. This is very, very dense and intricate, and it might be considered a spoiler to figure out how to fast travel efficiently in this game. Are, are you guys comfortable with hearing how, how, how you do it? If if you care about mechanical spoilers to, like, skip, uh, let's, let's, 30-second mark, okay? Are you ready? Get this, get this. To fast travel, you disguise yourself as a cardboard box, plant yourself in enemy shipping containers, and get shipped to other enemy outposts instantly on the map. That's freaking cool. (laughs) Okay, anyways, that's Uh, it, that's it. Spoilers are over. And I never would have figured that out if if there wasn't, like, some cryptic loading screen hint giving me the clue. I never would have thought of that, though. And, like, holy shit, there's there's the thing there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Uh, yeah, it's, 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 I, I can't wait to try it out though, because all I know now is the loading screen tip, which makes it that much more exciting to want to try it out. Oh, so you, oh, so you actually didn't do it yet. Well, it, you can do that in previous Metal Gear Solid games. It's not exactly unprecedented. Okay. But, but it sounds like something that makes a whole lot of sense. They explained it in the loading screen, and it would also fill a hole in the gameplay that I have been sorely missing so far, which is a fast and efficient fast travel system. What I've been doing so far is needing to go from one end of this big sandbox map to another with uh, really long-lasting helicopter animations. Uh, Matt, have you played Ground Zeroes? No, I have mm. not. Okay, well, well, people who play Ground Zeroes will remember that you call in helicopters that pick you up and take you out, and there would be like a good uh, 20, 30 second just animation of you flying away from, from Ground Zeroes. Oh, wow. Which is like fine for Ground Zeroes because it's a tiny, small little island, but in MGS5, you're in a huge regular sandbox game size sandbox map, and you do that over and over and over again, unless you learn mechanical tricks that are really fun to discover and make <laughs> be considered spoilers. Uh, yeah. But like I said, I don't want to drone on too long about it, and I, I, I want to have a, a big... I want to save that opportunity for a big, fresh, long mega review mm -hmm. that, that I'll be doing about two weeks from now, actually. Because mm -hmm. until then, I also have active aggression to put out which uh, I don't know if you guys care about real-time strategy games at all. Uh, I like real-time strategy a lot. It's just, and this is like going to be like a the hypocritical thing to say, but it's just like it's a a type of game that I don't have a lot of time to pour into mm -hmm, because right. they aren't things that can last like, like, I guess these days I'm into games that you can jump in and jump out at any time, but you can play for a long time if you want. Um, but like RTSs kind of require a commitment on your part to stick with the game for uh, an hour to two hours to see it through. So, right. oh, yeah, because this is something I've noticed with active aggression and all other RTSs I've tried to get into, like a match will take half an hour to potentially hours. Right. Yeah. You have to learn the mechanics. You got to do all this. You know, do it efficiently. It's, mm -hmm. it's a lot of time. You have to memorize so many hotkeys. Right. And yeah. then make your own hotkeys on the fly, overwrite them on the fly. Like it's it's really weird. I, I like the idea of real time strategy games. And when I was growing up, I had a I was super into the Command and Conquer series, but I never ah, same. Mm -hmm, I, I never played much of the multiplayer. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's kind of stunted my ability to uh, really get into them. I mean, there was it back in that time, I, I guess I'd. Command and Conquer had kind of a long history, so I don't know exactly when you were into Command and Conquer. I I played during like the Red Alert era. That was like my I, I came into it as Tiberian Sun, but it was Red okay. Alert Two that really took up most of most of my childhood. Right, right, same. I, I mean, I didn't play it extensively, but Red Alert Two was the one I played the most. Um, at that time, I think online uh, multiplayer was not really that big, if I recall. Like yeah. it was, it existed, but like until you're like your Warcraft 3 came out like I didn't know much of people playing multiplayer RTSs unless at like a LAN party you know which you know back when those existed which is funny because nowadays the number one and number two competitive games out there are 
like basically competitive gaming centric spinoffs of RTSs. Yeah, yeah. I, I was about to say like that um, Command and Conquer Generals Zero Hour is, I think, what a lot of like super duper hardcore RTS fans consider the zenith of competitive. Or, or rather, it would, it would. What the fuck was I about to just say? We live in a world where StarCraft exists. Yeah, I was, I was yeah, gonna say like this is. I was essentially, I, I knew what you were saying wasn't necessarily a hundred percent accurate, and I was just gonna be like, aside from StarCraft, right? Aside from StarCraft, right? And, and because. Basically, when when you watch those old pure plonage videos, you're, do you guys remember those stupid things? I know the name, but I'm glad to say I never partaken. Uh, everyone in in those those old videos would show off how how cool how, what what a bunch of cool dudes they were because they were super good at right. Command and Conquer General Zero Hour. Everyone uh. everyone really loved all the cool little tricks you could do. Like you could hit like your microscopically precise right clicks to make your mm-hmm. soldiers run in circles around the firing turn radiuses of tanks. Dang. Like, like get really super specific with, um, with your movements and clicks up there. And what active aggression is trying to do is follow up on that. They, they advertise it as a throwback to the golden age of good old command and conquer games. And it's like pseudo realistic near future style lines quite well up with that of the CNC Generals games, mm-hmm. which means as someone who never really got good at the multiplayer side of RTS games and the CNC Generals games did not have great campaigns but great multiplayer means that it's pretty pretty hard. It was pretty hard for me to learn to like it, but after after a few hours of learning the mechanics and actually memorizing those hotkeys, even though I love to talk shit about it, I... I I get it. I so, don't know how great it is, though. It, it's the kind of tactical where it's like th- they are layers that are not necessarily part of the mechanics, <laughs> right? Is, am I, if I'm understanding that correctly, like like you can click and make your guys attack, but if you do that and just let that happen, then you're not doing it right. You need to be like no, actively you, positioning during gotta, combat. Gotta get into your micro. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, see, that's... Uh, I mean, I like... The concept of RTSs, I think, much like you, I like the concept, but once it gets into that, it's where, like, you need, like, fighting game levels of, exactly. uh, of like, time spent and, you know... Of, of learning I, I just, the cooldown timers, memorizing right. the hotkeys. For active aggression, you have to memorize the silhouettes. This game's mm. biggest crippling problem is that when you zoom out, the farthest you zoom out, and you want to, because mm-hmm. you have an advantage from having better visibility of this very busy battlefield, right? Uh, the camera turns into a stylized, like, Call of Duty, death from above looking drone camera, where ah. everything looks like it's in black and white. You're, you're seeing it through, like, an IR filter that makes all the interactive elements straight white and all the un- non-interactive black and white and washed out. Oh, uh, okay, I see. And and, and oh, like, the, like infrared, yeah, yeah. The problem okay. with that is that without any colors or details on your units, you can't tell anyone apart. And this is why I don't think it's. This is why I don't think this game's gonna 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 be gonna gonna quite take the throne that that Starcrafts and Command and Conquers over the years have uh, have built for themselves because of this one insanely simple but utterly crippling camera that yeah. makes literally makes it hard to play unless you're at the top level of this game right uh it sounds to me essentially like like uh from my perspective that sounds like one of those like 
old school gamer mechanics where it's like, you know, like writing shit down in D&D or whatever. It's like for most people, that's like a huge turnoff. It slows it down. It makes everything a chore. But for certain people, that chore is like part of the excitement to them. Mm -hmm. that, that makes sense. Like it may not be the best mechanic user friendly wise, but some users might like that. Like, oh, the best way to get a view of the battlefield makes it really hard for me to figure out what the fuck's going on at the same time. So I don't know. Well, I, I, I keep like wanting to bring that up, even when I'm like writing down my notes for the review. But at the same time, I have to catch myself mm -hmm. because League of Legends and Dota are super duper popular. It's what the normal people are playing yeah. these days, even though those games are absolutely incomprehensible to look at if you don't know don't know them at a at a significant level. Yeah, I suppose so. Um I, I guess it's hard for me to well, okay. I I should watch a match of like Dota or Smite and see if I could figure out what the fuck's going on. Because I know I can probably pick up on League, even though I haven't played it in like two years. I can probably like jump in and like figure out what people are doing and why it's good or bad. But uh, as far as like Dota yeah. or Heroes of the Storm or Smite, like I, I know nothing about them. So have you guys ever it's... tried to go get into them? Yeah, I've played all of them. Um, I feel I, I don't know. It may be because I've played League for a while now, like since mm -hmm. beta on and right. off. But I feel like League, when you look at it, it kind of makes more sense. But when I watch Dota, I feel like everything is like the same color to me. <laughs> I don't know. Like I get that feeling from that. Um, Smite is another one. It's if people don't know, Smite is basically um, a third-person version of uh, League of Legends and Dota. And yeah, a it's, mobile it's style like, game. It's like real-time action. Like you play it like you would play like a Devil May Cry kind of game where you like actually. Oof, run. Well, like it's like, like very loosely comparison. That would be <laughs> I mean, awesome. No, well, like, like juggle. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying. Like you, it's like a it's like a modern 3D hack and slash, but put into a MOBA arena. Dude, I would love to juggle the the champions. Oh man, that would be amazing. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about it <laughs> now. Like you're the not, possibilities. You're not fucking going demon trigger and spinning <laughs> big sights around and just fucking everyone up. Like you're oh. like. Gotta yeah, get your, you get you your fucking triple S rank. <laughs> so Forget good. I said DMC and just just assume that I said hack and slash. <laughs> just generally hack and slash is it's what it's like. It's so good though. It's so good. You should totally talk to them about that. Um, um but yeah. I I maybe Smite. I don't know. Um, Smite. I guess I guess I could kind of see that you don't know. I would love to like bring my wife in and say like, oh. do you understand what's going on? Do you know the enemy team? Do you know like, just like, you know, just she like hasn't pull played her over games. to the computer and just ask her that immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hey, you want to? Do you, you know what's yeah. going on? That would be a, a pretty decent experiment. Um, just like get some anybody who doesn't really know well, uh, the ins and outs of a game, smite. and just kind of like just be like, look, this is the idea. There's two teams. They're trying to do this. Like, let me know if you can see who's winning, or just like figure it out from a, from an outsider perspective while we right. watch. Smite at least cool. has the third person camera going for it. You like right. Like, like the top-down camera of RTSs and MOBA games are like already a huge abstraction that um that that doesn't look like what any real person in the world is going to see in most situations in their life. Unless they're like circling around a battlefield in a helicopter, I highly <laughs> doubt that that's what like 
it, the a, an actual like colonel or general managing a military force is going to be looking at, which is another thing. Like it's hard also to comprehend what these games are simulating. And yeah. it, it's always weirded me out how Counter-Strike didn't uh, become a super duper mega popular esport because when you look at the screen, it's super duper easy to understand the situation that's going on. The the camera is first first person. You you see what you kind of sort of maybe see in, in real life and you just shoot each other with guns. It's very it's not not a complicated is it, concept. Is it weird that I don't get Counter-Strike? Like, I don't get yeah. why it's so popular. I don't get I, scrub. Yeah. That, no, I'm not saying it's a bad <laughs> game or anything like that. I'm saying, like, as, like, looking at it, like, it's like you said, it's very basic. I just don't understand why people love playing it so much. Like, I think that's... It's that, huge. I think now. that's what it is, though. It's uh, simplicity. Like, yeah. the more complex you make something, the more you're going to start to alienate people. Where, it, like, that's why a game like Flappy Bird gets super popular, because it is literally one idea that's it it's just jump through the hoops right. and then you do that and so so many people can do that and counter-strike is like the bare bones of an fps but it's completely yeah. solid mechanically so like right. there's no fluff and there's no there's no like bells and whistles it's just like this is an fps and i mean it was one of the early fps's too so it's got that going for it I was watching a video by a channel called Level Cap Gaming. This video uh -huh. was called FPS Gunplay Comparison Battlefield versus Call of Duty versus Counter-Strike. And I brought up a really interesting point that I think really explains the appeal. And that is that uh, between those three mainstream modern military first person shooter franchises, Counter-Strike has both the longest and the shortest time to kills, depending on how precise your aim is mm. like landing a burst on, on on the heads of of these small fast moving models in counter-strike can kill a player right outright right but hitting anywhere else get, literally gives you like anywhere from a quarter to one sixth of the damage you would do otherwise right so wow. it's like which is a I serious mean, precision contest right and that, i actually kind of find that fascinating too considering like in a real military situation like <laughs> the head is going to be like the best place to aim i mean just assuming because you know actual bulletproof vests are actually going to stop bullets for the most part like there is going to be damage done to the person but unless you're using like a 50 cal or something you're not going to split through a kevlar vest like it's going to bounce and bruise and maybe crack a bone but right. you're not going to kill someone off of one shot and so, I don't know. It's almost like a more realism thing than Call of Duty, which is like, you get your little shitty Desert Eagle out and you shoot somebody <laughs> in the fucking straight dead on in the chest and it just like rips through them and kills the guy behind him too. It's, it's like a matter yeah. of, of recoil. Call of Duty also has much less recoil. It has like higher time to kills and moves faster than Counter-Strike, yet the guns do less damage per shot Unless mm. in Counter-Strike, you're comparing it to, like, perfect headshots. Right. And, yeah. Do I, you do you move faster in Call of Duty than Counter-Strike? Yeah, I do. think I think the sprint speed in Call of Duty might be analogous with the knife speed in Counter-Strike. That's interesting, because I always... I, I guess I've never really played Counter-Strike extensively, but I always associate uh, Source, any Source game... With like a ridiculously fast move speed, like it, it's like, slower. It's is it? really 
Yeah, that's it's slower. Um, CS it, except, started, except if you're bunny hopping. If you're bunny hopping, then right. you're way and faster than Call of Duty. You can't do that in the newer newer Source games either. They they, hmm. they patched it out. Oh, yeah. oh really? In in Go, you you can't you can't bunny hop. It, it was wow, a, it was a glitch that. that the community adapted as an extra gameplay mechanic. Yeah, essentially wave dashing, but for FPS. And also a lot easier to pull off. Like I really got into Ooh. Quake too back in the day, and and in Quake <laughs> you were never not bunny hopping. Yeah, I mean to be fair, wave dashing is actually very easy to pull off. It's just hard to apply. I, I, I don't know. Every time I get it, I forget it as soon as I pick the controller up again. It's literally, literally all it is on a GameCube controller: hold diagonal down left or diagonal down right, hit your jump button, and immediately air dodge, and then just rapidly just go like. But, but there's like Just a like rhythm that. to it that that it's, I it's not a hard relearn to every time I pick it back up. Okay. And I mean, and I'm <laughs> just saying it's not hard to do. It's hard to apply. It's very hard to apply. It's like fucking FADC in in Street Fighter Four. Like you can get how to FADC. It's not that hard. You just need meter and then you hit your focus attack during an attack and then you dash forward. Really not that hard really hard to apply super fucking hard to apply that in a combo but yeah i don't know i guess we're digressing yeah. now into we, we are you watch the finals and then you throw your controller yeah knowing that you will never be good and then i go back to <laughs> playing clicker heroes i want to be mango you, yeah i go back to clicker heroes. are you still playing clicker heroes no 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 i i, I use i'm using that as a segue i deleted it off my steam it was uh has it been replaced it was sapping too much too much life force from me Oh, um, when, yes. when when do you, when do you decide to finally 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 let go of this this parasite? Uh, after I did, there, there's like I told you guys that there's like a, a Call of Duty style like prestige system, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. After I after I achieved two of those, they're called ascensions. After I see achieved two ascensions in <laughs> like one day, like in Sonic Dreams. Yeah, Whoa. I guess I haven't played it, but <laughs> after, after you achieve two ascensions oh, in one day, you kind of like maybe I should not this anymore maybe and then, and then uh, a couple of my friends were like yo do you want to play terraria the online got fixed in is it like a couple patches ago since redigit started working on it again and i was like yeah i want to play terraria so i was like fuck clicker heroes i'm gonna play a game that i actually am progressing and doing things that are interesting in so that's what, what i'm doing now i'm playing terraria it's great what are you up to these days in terraria yeah well what kind of wacky adventures <laughs> well uh my friend's this is the same group of friends that still plays League. So we'll play for like a couple hours and then they'll like some other friends will get online. And they'll be like, all right, we're going to go play League. And I generally host the server. So I go on like solo adventures when they're gone. And last night I defeated uh, two Eyes of Cthulhu and two Goblin Armies by myself. And that was fun. Nice. I, yeah. I remember the first the first Eyes of Cthulhu. It's hard to forget. Yeah, it's that. That game, <laughs> the best thing about this like recent playthrough is me and one other guy are like the guys who are playing on this this file the most. And so we're kind of like getting ahead, getting items, like really delving deep into the ground and everything. And the other night we were going to fight the Eye of Cthulhu for the first time because we haven't done a boss yet. And we we're like, all right, let's do it. And so we have all the materials to make the thing that summons him. And we're digging deep underground just to get a few more resources. And we get that message that pops up where it's like, you feel like you're being watched. And we're like, <laughs> okay, I think, that, I think that means 
I have Cthulhu, but I forget. And so we're like, whatever. Okay, let's just keep going on with our life. And we're like, we're like a million feet down, just digging through like lava and shit. We go back to our base. He has the materials. As we are walking to go to the altar to create the thing to summon the Eye of Cthulhu, it just shows up. Like he has the stuff like in his hands, like let's go make the, and it's like the Eye of Cthulhu has appeared and it just flies <laughs> down into the screen. And it was pretty like, it was just like the coincidence that made it hilarious, but um, like we, we beat it no problem, but it was just funny how like just at the right moment, it was like, now I am here, hello. Um, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. The updates made that game so good. Like the map system and all the new tools and shit are very cool. So I'm enjoying it, enjoying myself. That's, that's good. That's that's that is that is good. That sounds. I don't know. I don't really want to want to be be sad about playing a Metal Gear game, but I have a feeling at some point I might need to stop doing all of all of this the side quests and the constant retries and stuff. That's just making it feel kind of kind of parasitic on my time right now. Yeah, I I definitely understand that. It's it's trying to figure that out in the games you're playing and like get rid of it is a difficult. <laughs> and long process like I, I know there are a lot of great games that i that i play and have played that are just like they have portions of them that are just sort of to eat there. an hour or two during every yeah. playthrough and it's just like i don't want that just don't it's rough yeah, and especially have... the way you're playing it with uh, yeah. being seen and have to restart you're going to be restarting on side missions and stuff it's, like it's that it's the and... worst combination to have both completionist and perfectionist tendencies in this thing oh no because i want to do all the missions but i also want to get perfect s ranks in all the missions uh, that's that's wow. what was uh, that's what was going on with me and, and Duck Game when I first started playing it the other week. Oh yeah, because they have all those challenges. Yeah, and those challenges can get really tough. And there's like a secret tier of medals that are like the they're called they're like the dev times that Landon set specifically. Mm -hmm. Like that's above platinum. So like I got one of those by accident. I was like, oh shit, there's another <laughs> level. And so I had to like go back and start like grinding out all my favorite levels to try and get dev times. Like. It's it's a time sink, man. It can become dangerous. <laughs> Got to watch out for that. I'm I'm getting ready for Dragon Con this weekend, and I don't know how right. how ready I am because I also got to do Metal Gear. Good luck, dude. Yeah. Now you have to choose. Like I'm gonna have to choose. What I'm are scared. You, what are you having to choose between? Well, I know you're choosing Dragon Con, <laughs> but what's what's well, on the other side of? I'm yeah, it's uh. Well, there's a beta weekend for uh guild wars 2 and it sounds, it's, it sounds like you're setting up an excuse not to go to dragon con all yeah, that star was like well well, well, yeah. well <laughs> yeah it's just like uh, i i, I want to hang out with george i want to hang right. out with the peoples that are coming but it's just like also there's a lot of work to do like i have to cover some stuff and too much stuff is going on this weekend and i also my friend forced me to play destiny Oh yeah. no! Yeah, oh, no. talk about time sinks. You, you want to get into that? Oh God, um, I know all about it. <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't got to that point yet. Um, but yeah, Dinklebot. Yeah, they haven't yeah, patched him out yet. No, got, they haven't patched him out. You it's got, it's on, a week of Dinkles ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, he's he's bad at sometimes, and he's okay at sometimes. It's not all bad, but yeah, sometimes he delivers lines pretty badly. Um, huh. um, 
you know, I, but it's, I don't know if it's oh, outrageously bad. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just being like, eh. Maybe I'm just being that guy that comes later and I'm like, eh. It doesn't really bother me that much. But, um, um, of course, the story is kind of empty. Um, right. But th- that's the real problem. But that's, Matt, that's the real you gotta figure, you gotta, you go on to the websites and that's where you find out the real meat of the story. <laughs> Log on to Bungie.net and read your grimoire cards. Mm. Some people right? will say that's okay, but I don't think that's okay. Uh, yeah, I think people. it has to be in game. At least be able something that you can press start and read. It's yeah. not going to a website. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like uh, Mass Effect had like the the codex. Was mm-hmm. it called? Yep. And, Where you and can go you and read extra lore. Mister Crackdown read it to you. Yeah, in in this new the reason why I'm getting into it is the new one was um the 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 Taken King, which is a new expansion, is fixing a lot of these problems, adding more of those things to the games. Um, the ghost will be talking to you. The Nolan bot. Um, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> being fixed, even the way that you level up your person. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't know, like he forced me, and I I decided I'll jump in so I can actually have an opinion on it. So far though, like it's a cool game. Like the gameplay is solid. Um, the way they do the the guns, like you're almost you almost feel like you're you you grow attached to some of the guns that you get because it's all RNG. When you get a gun, there's perks that are randomized on it, so you mm-hmm. can get something like oh, when you kill an enemy, you get uh, to recharge your your super or something like that. Or when right. you shoot, when you get a precision kill, that bullet is automatically returned to your gun. You know, uh-huh. like really cool perks like that, and they're all randomizing. You you always want to get that perfect gun with all the perks that you really really enjoy. Um, yeah, it's you know sometimes RNG is a little bit crazy, but I it's I don't know it adds something to the game. Um, but yeah, I've been having a, a decent time with it. I I gotta say, like you know, so far it's a little bullet spongy with some of the bosses, um, uh-huh. but uh, gameplay solid. Like I gotta say, yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, I guess I'm wondering if if it starts to degenerate the further you get into it, because the common complaint. And that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, the common complaint in the reviews was that it just gets repetitive over time. And mm-hmm. I remember I was reading some some bullet points they were showing on one of the expansions. I think it was the Wolves Den, where they said. Uh, play through a variety of 40 wave-based NPC challenges and it was just like that's what you do in Destiny. You get to a waypoint and then defend it against waves of NPCs and and that's the whole thing. My my roommate plays it all the time and it it really appeals well to this demographic of people who just need like one video game a year, mm-hmm. exactly. which is what is yeah. a lot of big video games coming out, is stuff that's like very obviously intentionally designed to last a long time. Maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily be excellent for a long time, but 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 that's MMOs. Yeah, that's the thing. That that's the way it's always been, and it's. But the thing is, it's always about the gameplay. If the game, if the people like the gameplay that much, and they like the satisfaction of having finally getting like that one gun that they, you know, that they can have all the perks on, and and that one legendary exotic beefy shoulder piece that looks really cool. 
you know, that's what they want, and that's the satisfaction it, they it get. It feels good from to that. shoot things, and you always have at least some semblance of an excuse to shoot things and feel good about it. Right. All right. And, and so, and like, plus it has good PvP, which is also huge. So, if people are already playing, imagine like Call of Duty, but now you have PvE that you, if you don't want to play against people, you can play with friends. It's, it's kind of just different angles you can work with Destiny. Yeah. Like, my roommate hates it. And really, like, keeps telling me, no, don't try to get into Destiny. It's not worth it. But it's also all they play. Mm hmm. So she wants that gun. I remember yeah. her taking up the TV when we came over there. She's like, I need to get this gun. I'm being rude and I don't care. And they, they yeah. gave her an excuse. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. We've <laughs> we've been going on without any news. Yeah, we need, we really need to take a break so we can get to that news because we don't have a lot of time to record left. That's because because soon after this podcast, I will be uh, picking up my badges and meeting and greeting folks at Dragon Con. Um, I should probably go do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should probably go do that too. <laughs> I'll see all oh, Jimmy. I'll see you soon, Jimmy. <laughs> after see you guys this, at Dragon Con. After this yeah. break, okay. I'm not actually going to Dragon Con, guys. It, I. I it's okay, oh Jimmy. no, my hopes and dreams. The bush. What happened here? This is what Simba has done. There are times when all of us need to stand up to danger. It's time to unleash the true dragon within you. The Legend of Spyro, a new beginning. Rated everyone 10 and up. Augment your TOVG podcast by buying five separate tiers of of stamped merchandise that that will unlock a fifth tier of merchandise as more people buy more of it. Ooh. I like where you're going with the segue, but I think you could really tighten up the execution a little bit. Oh, wow! Geez. We got a critic. Cynical. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, well, so speaking TOVG of cynical. Scullies, Speaking yeah. of cynical, oh, how is this story? It's like this is real, man. It is. It's Augment real. Cynicality in the game industry. Yeah, but I know this is like the most like cynical release of a fucking game I've seen in a while. I mean, I guess I guess not the most, but it's pretty goddamn up there. So okay, to to explain my bad segue and the the real <laughs> news story here, the dislike um, bar. The dislike oh bar gosh. on, on this video bar. is real. The, there is a video uh, oh out God. by, <laughs> by the, the, your, your friends at the Square Enix company on the official Deus Ex YouTube channel called Deus Ex Mankind Divided Augment Your Pre-Order that explains their pre-ordering bonus scheme for Mankind Divided. So the way it works is customers get to choose a particular pre-order bonus for themselves from a pile sorry from a pile of them that gradually grows bigger and more unlocked as more customers across the world pre-order this game yeah <laughs> in the top wow. so you, you have uh i think there are five tiers four of which oh sorry are four um i'm getting really excited over here four are four <laughs> little little 
not very significant in-game bonuses that just kind of slightly alter your characters as starting loadouts. The fifth right. tier... Oh, but one of them is an extra mission, though, which is significant. I mean, no one's not going to pick that one. The fifth tier, though... Well, I don't want to go on to the fifth tier, though, because there's already some bullshit in the fact that there are four tiers of bonuses where you can pick one extra from each... Yeah, which means that no matter what you pick, you're missing out on something else. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay. So y- yeah, you got like those those DLC things to pick from. You got art books. You got bonus missions, but you have to miss out on something or other depending on what you pick. Which sounds an awful lot like retailer specific pre order bonuses that make all right. the other customers miss out equally. The fifth yeah. tier is fucking hilarious. I, I love the cut they have in this video to showing mm. off how great tier five is. Yeah. <laughs> they say that if enough people pre order, then those pre order customers can play the game four days early. Yeah. Dun, oh dun, my dun. god! Four uh, days. <laughs> four, four days. Then early. the people who pre-ordered the game can play it before the reviewers tell them if it's even that good or not. Well, that depends on when Ooh. they set the embargo date, and you can I, sometimes yeah, so. you can sometimes tell how good a game's going to be way ahead of time if they set their embargo date way ahead of time, such yeah. as Mario Maker, and and um. Not Devil's Third. Oh, speaking of which, minor <laughs> correction. The U.S. Yeah. release date for Devil's Third is indeed December 11th. However, the uh, European release date did coincide with those reviews that came out, which would make sense since the English language round of reviews would come out with the European release. Right. How weird is it that it's coming out in the States in December and in Europe in late August? Anyways, back to Dusex. Right. Um, so... You 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 have a, a really complicated, confusing pre-ordering system that holds extra content of pre-order bonuses hostage and off limits based on what uh, potentially tens, if not thou- if not hundreds of thousands of other people do. Mm-hmm. There's there's basically no way to know what is the intended definitive way to play this game let alone get all the pre-order bonuses and the stupid merch if you're into that at a reasonable price without buying the same thing over and over again. And all of the content that they are going to be shipping with these pre-order bonuses are very obviously going to have to be ready to ship and and in a state where it's it's marketable. Otherwise, they wouldn't be shipping out with the pre-order bonuses, even though it's significant in-game stuff. Well, right. at least the extra mission is presumed, presumably something like that. And and the yeah. rest of us peasants just have to miss out. But those of us who aren't peasants and pre-order it just because we hate the money that we have are then going to become evangelists trying to convince other people to pre-order because then they'll have an incentive to do that and spread the word because they'll be getting like a, a, in a very strange way a cut of their investment from from it yeah it is super cynical yeah wow. it, this this seems really really manipulative and evil 
and, right. and cheesy and sad. It was, uh, it was, what was it? What was I listening to? Podquisition? There's Podquisition. You're always today. listening to Podquisition. I am, because it comes out the morning that we record this, so I'm always listening to it, and then I have all this news to talk about. Uh, <laughs> they, they were mentioning how it, like, it, like, the themes of the game weirdly go <laughs> coincide with the themes of, like, what was it? It was, oh yeah, creating this, like, a division between the haves and the have-nots of people who pre-order versus people who don't, and they're both going to start hating each other. Because so, one half is going to be like, oh, you people are pre-ordering, like, you're fucking, you're buying into it, don't do it. And the pre-order half is like, but why are you not buying into it? We need the game four days early, and it's going to, it's this big division. It, it It is mankind being divided. Yeah. One yeah. one oh, one side nice. of the division has these people like gambling away their limbs on <laughs> on fancy, flashy, but kind of impractical high tech guff. Whereas right. the other of them just want to stick with what's what's tried and true, you know, maybe save their money, maybe maybe make a better long term investment by just just spending less. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's breeding antagonisms between the two that's uh secretly the whole point of a shady corporate conspiracy that is profiting off of off of the conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right to me. I, it's, I, it's not even a conspiracy theory. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't really like AAA games, you know, this this like the past two years have just made me not really like AAA games. I still like Nintendo for the most part, but like even then hit and miss, I, I just kind of, I just want to you know, play video games. I just want a game to release and then I play it. Before you I know. would disagree, but I feel like I I'm yeah. Well, AAA <laughs> games. Remember, it's, it's the, a little bit weird sometimes. I, I know like Metal Gear is AAA and stuff like that, you know. Like, but it's just like sometimes, sometimes you you hear these stories, and I I wonder, do they get away with this? You know, how many people are actually watching these videos and actually knowing what's going on? I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, look at, at the dislike bar. bar. It's not yeah, even a lightsaber. This it's one, it seems like dude. this one. It seems like people generally understand, right? That, Which is but, interesting. But like, is the ba- like is that backlash even gonna affect them very well, much? Yeah. There's Find still gonna right. be a bunch of people pre-ordering this shit. Exactly. Like pre. Not to, not to slight like anybody who is pre-ordering this. I I am not of the mind of pre-order culture anymore. I used to though. I remember in high school I, I pre-ordered a lot of shit. So uh, I, I cannot talk down on anybody. But I'm just saying like there are people who are going to buy into this regardless of what people are saying about it. So. But also keep in mind this is literally just the pre-ordering scheme for a game that likely has little to nothing to do with its own pre-ordering scheme. Like this has marketing painted right all over it. Like I doubt right. the development team had anything to do with conjuring this stuff, this stuff up other than making the extra skins or the loadouts or whatever as per a different department in the organization was submitting them proposals for it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like Games and, and you typically notice this if you ever happen to play a version of a game that comes with the DLC. A lot of times, even big dumb AAA games are not explicitly designed to be played with the pre-order or day one bonus or retailer-specific bonus DLC or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think a really agrarious example of this happening to a great game was um, Fallout New Vegas. 
If you uh-huh. uh, pre-ordered, you got some in-game starter packs that just mysteriously give you some really shitty starting equipment that you will mm. throw away within the first hour and a half of the game in the first place. Yeah. And uh, with, with Deus Ex having a, a first-person RPG uh, kind of slightly action-twitchy structure, I imagine it's just sort of the same situation where they're just going to throw this in, not necessarily as a bonus to make the game better, but to give a stamp on the boxes to use as a psychological marketing tactic for people who, as you're talking about, do fall for it. Yeah. And it just kind of takes you out of the experience, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's like like opening Um, a browser window to read the lore inside of a game because it doesn't give it to you because it wants you to log on to Bungie.net and read your Grimmar cards. (laughs) I could agree with that statement. Yep, yep. But I, I don't like you were saying you didn't like AAA games like 2015 is kind of sort of turning me around in a weird way. It's, right. Well, we had the it's, Witcher it's, it's, 3. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have the goods, but I feel like we're still getting a lot of the bad that we got from 2014. We just have enough good to counterbalance it this year. What's wrong with that? I that the bad is still just <laughs> as prevalent like it's just that we're getting more good than we did last year because last year was just shit like 2014 was just like an avalanche of terrible things it had good indie games but shitty triple a games right and this year we're getting like some good triple a games like i mean off the top of my head i can say uh super mario maker splatoon the witcher 3 bloodborne bloodborne and definitely. now metal gear solid 5 Ma- um, I mean, i'll see i'll see it's a little like i said earlier it's kind of a harsh reality to see metal gear look like a lot of other Right, I mean by the number triple A games in weird ways. From, I guess if if the reviews can be trusted, then Metal Gear Solid Five mm, seems to which, be right, right, right. That's yeah. a, it's a dangerous thing, but <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt because uh, it's a Hideo Kojima game. So um, it, it does say but, that on the title screen, not on the box though. It does. It says it in the game. Yeah. Oh, oh it says okay. it a lot, patch actually. That out. It's fine. <laughs> Day one patch. Wow. Um, but. <laughs> Like we've still we're still getting shit like this this Deus Ex pre-order bullshit and like everything Konami has done this year and just like there's a lot of there's a lot of questionable shit that's still going on. But if we just have more good to like weigh the scales back to the middle, if you know? the game's fine, then I'm okay putting it behind. If if no if the pre-order scheme doesn't catch on then, like, no harm done. It's, it would, it's just been a failed experiment. Oh, if it doesn't catch on. Yeah, but. I know. The, the, you can't offend people. It's just going to increase torrents. Like, you see the comment section? <laughs> like, oh, let's just pirate. And you see, like, a million thumbs up. Like, what is this? Like, people oh, are yeah. just actively pirating Torrent now. it is. 942 likes. This is the top voted comment underneath this video. Yeah. The three others top voted uh, comments are the same thing. Piracy. This is another thing that that worried me when all of the Konami drama was happening earlier this year. Like, yeah, they were being a shitty company, which made a lot of people want to pirate Metal Gear Solid 5. And I'm like, guys, guys, you still realize that, like, buying these games pays the wages of the game developers as well as the marketers, granted, but also the people who actually make the good stuff. Exactly. Yes, but at the same time, Konami, who has a record of firing people immediately after their worth has been 
like used up so but imagine Ouch. what it's like getting treated like shit by this company for for four years while you're trying to make your magnum opus under increasingly worsening conditions and then like your fans are just like no i'm gonna pirate it because your boss is a shit yeah i know it's just i'm just saying i'm just people saying people forget that there's actually real people working on the games yeah and, and, and not and everyone and a lot of is times, just this one yeah, you know, like figurehead. Like that, Square you know, Enix is. There's no way they're a monolithic organization. Like I highly doubt that the game developers really, like, like devised this scheme up. No, no. Let's blame the marketing for that, not the development. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. That seems like a really weird way to divide mankind. which department of the evil megalithic dystopic cyber corp do you work at and how evil is that particular department um i'm a programmer (laughs) that means you could be doing anything okay i'm a a level designer then i'm a level designer at this monolithic corporate whatever the fuck you know another another weird duality of of the products and the development and the structure of, of these companies has been brought to light again with the physical release of MGS5 on PC. Uh, yeah. Apparently, the disc that you can order and buy for $60... This is bullshit. It has just an <laughs> an 8.8 megabyte Steam installer on the disc. No, it does not. Yep. <laughs> That's all that's in no, the box. No, it does not. It might not. as well have been a slip of paper with a download code on it. Instead, it's basically like a slip of plastic with a download code on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that you don't God. read with your eyes, but your CD drive instead. You know what? You know what that is? Like what the equivalent of this is? This is like I, like I don't want to draw this 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 like comparison lightly just because the situations are different, but that is essentially if you ask somebody a question on Twitter and they respond with uh or no no. Let's say let's say you ask somebody a question and they're like, "Oh yeah, email me about that." And then you email them and then they reply with "Use Google." <laughs> Has like, that that's what to this you? is. It, no, but I'm just saying, what like, kind of it's the equivalent. Do you have? I'm Damn. saying it never happened, but like, when people tweet at me, and I'm, I'm always like, my initial response is like, well, I fucking ask Google, but then I don't because that's a dick yeah, move it's, it's, to say that. It's rude. Like, don't be rude. Like, this is the dick move of the century. Is just like, yeah, you just paid sixty dollars to uh, install Steam. You know, if you're a fucking Neanderthal and don't know what Steam is, but you can't you, fucking do that if, yourself. If, like, if you bought the disc, you are a Neanderthal. That probably means, well, not, I, I mean that in the politest of sense, but <laughs> it probably means that either you have a shitty internet connection or you're traveling to a place with shitty internet connection or you're moving it from one computer to another. You, you basically buy the disc because you don't want to download it. You want to back up of it for the future in case the, the world burns or up. Or you just want the box art. You'll get the you box know? art, but you won't get like the purpose of having the disc, which is the game being on the disc. Right. Instead, yeah. eight megabyte Steam installers on the disc. But, it's so weird because you have to install it and then have an account. What if someone doesn't have an account? I understand PC people should have Steam, right? But well, what if they don't have an account and then they have to make an account and then install it by downloading it and all that type of stuff? It, but, it's a lot. But like, Still, just beyond that, beyond all, all the account stuff, like having a shitty internet connection is plenty of reason to get a physical copy yeah, of the game. That's the incentive. Then, They're not getting because, what they paid for. Right. All you have to do is wait for the install, which, if you have a shitty PC, is still going to take a while. But 
It's not going to take as long as downloading however many gigs of a AAA title. And when you buy your AAA title on the thing that means you don't have to download it and you get to just pop it in and play offline, maybe you're in a lap, maybe you like have a laptop and a car charger and you're going on a road trip and then you pop that disc in and then it's like, hey, buddy, why don't you go download Steam? Like how does just I would cry taking would your face cry. and rubbing it in the Konami poop. I would fucking cry for real. Wow. This is like unacceptable. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. Uh, it's so unacceptable. I the refunds need to be. I never get like this. But dang, like that's so dumb. And it, 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 you you don't even own your Steam games. You know, what uh, yeah. if you get banned? Like it's yeah. just gone. I seriously wonder if this <laughs> happens more often and we just don't hear about it because Metal Gear Solid Five is a much more high profile instance of it happening. Um, right. From what I know, it has happened before, but it's not a regular thing. It's not like a thing that occurs all the time. Or like, for a game as big and heavily marketed right, as this fucking, one. For fucking Metal Gear Solid Five, <laughs> like do this oh, for like the do this for the physical inbox copy of fucking like the Five Nights. I don't know or something. Minecraft. Well, I guess Minecraft's not on Steam, but like. For something that's like, what's like a lowbrow PC game? Uh, Ride to Hell Retribution. There you go. Yeah. For Ride to Hell Retribution, experiment just make, with that instead. Like this, this should be com- coming from a company who's like given up. Which <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. Konami's just given up. I mean, wouldn't be surprising, right? And it's it's another sign of just how weirdly structured and inconsistently structured this company is. When you look at the PC version, like it's optimized incredibly well. Like whatever yep. whatever team was in charge of PC optimization specifically did a damn good job. Deserves a raise and to keep their jobs and to make more games. That's not going to happen, though. Yeah. Meanwhile, the people who like were were somehow in charge of of translating the controls and the gameplay over, like just shat the bed. Like there's no yeah. mouse cursor in this very heavily menu driven game, and oh, like like there there are entire screens that are just full of spreadsheets that uh that that demand. That you need a mouse cursor. Instead, you have to use your your arrow keys and the enter button, and sometimes no. escape. Sometimes the labels are incorrect. Like trying to play it on a keyboard is just not. It's certainly. I don't want to say it's not possible, but it is certainly not ideal. Mm. But playing it on PC is pretty damn great. At the same time, if you like, are willing to to plug in a controller. It's just like so weird how how two aspects of the same game can be executed with such varying degrees of quality, and then right. they also ship a disc that doesn't even have the game data installation files or, or packages on it whatsoever. It's it's another Konami duality. Yeah. Wow. Man, that's that is. You don't need a disc for a Steam installer. You could just only go to steam.com and install. If you had 56k, that's like what? 10 minutes? Yeah. It's not it's not even bad if you do have a shitty internet connection. Right. Like I mean the, the worst part is obviously the fucking several gigs large game yeah. that you need to download afterwards, but like fuck. Ah, uh, that's wow. terrible. Yeah. Okay, so also we we very briefly touched on this topic earlier of how AAA games are, are sometimes bland and samey, and that's a little disappointing, right, Jimmy? 
Yes. Uh, uh, one came out yes. like that recently that is causing some very, very divisive reactions between fans and reviewers. Mad Max has been released to not great reviews. Uh, I, I mean, this doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, in, in if if I guess if you've been paying attention to the uh, the pre-release materials, the the videos that I've seen of this game have looked pretty bland, even though. I've heard a lot of people looking forward to it, which always kind of bewilders me. And right now there are people really angry about these review scores, which also really bewilders me. Um, but basically, it's it's been getting uh, kind, kind of mixed reviews. I, IGN gave it, like, I, I think an 8. Polygon, meanwhile, slammed it. They're either a mm-hmm. 5 or a 6. I know GameSpot gave it a 6. And GameSpot actually released a follow-up video called why we gave Mad Max a six and I great the answer to that um, question should be just go to the review to find out but yeah. evidently they wanted to to follow up on it and and that video also has a huge dislike saber because there's a lot of very vocal fans who want to like this Mad Max game and I think that also falls into the same category of people who who play Destiny and like it even though they acknowledge it's not great like this thing from what I'm reading seems to be designed through and through like the uh the Ooh, uh, I think a very a difference there but okay okay mate but like it seems Des- like it's- you don't understand like Destiny <laughs> is huge like is it I it mean I've seen the level huge. select screen there are only like six of them no. All right. All right. How many planets are there? All right. All right. And on a Twitch stream, how many pe- how many viewers do you think they get on the Twitch stream? Oh, you mean huge is in popularity? Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. you meant huge is in game size. Oh, fuck well, me, right? Oh, oh, okay. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, no. I'm I mean, so that's sorry. Popularity. I thought, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It, 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 compared it, it to is. Mad Max, you're, you're getting all the movie watchers, you know, coming right. over. Yeah. Which, which is interesting because they released it the same day as Metal Gear Solid Five. Not to compete with Metal Gear Solid Five, but to rather coincide with the physical release of uh, Fury Road, which came out on September first. Not because oh, I didn't of, even know it was out. Yeah, it, it, it happens so fast these days. I remember when I was a kid and you had to wait a year. But um, yeah, F- Fury Road came out on DVD and Blu-ray September first. It was out digitally before, and it was out in theaters. It feels like yesterday almost. It might still be in theaters, mm-hmm. but. Uh, the game came out the same day as the physical DVD release, uh, supposedly, I would guess, in a move to appeal to customers who are also picking up that movie at the same retailer. I guess if you're on your way out of, of Walmart or wherever and you see, hey, you know, I want to have a Mad Max week, I'm going to buy the movie and the game. Or when you're on Amazon and they say customers who also purchase or you would also be interested in the game with the same name. Uh, however, the reviews, yeah. they say it's like not bad, but they also say it's just uh, a average AAA sandbox game bloat design, like like repetitive. Yeah, it, I mean, OK, here's the thing. Movie games. Yeah. Like, I think I think that's like enough to say <laughs> to where we all kind of like understand, like, OK, like your expectations should be low because movie companies do not make games, they make movies. They, they so when rush they the ask studios. for a game, they don't know what they want. They just want a game. Yeah. Like, like, fucking. They, they, like they just see that's it as why video game movies always suck because they don't understand games. Gamers don't understand movies, and that is just like this infinite <laughs> loop where we're never going to do the opposite medium right unless you get somebody who is learned in both. 
which like maybe like a Metal Gear Solid movie, but even then, but like, the Metal that's Gear Solid movie is being made by Avi. It's being made by this like passionless toy marketer who's just going to make action figures slap together, and that's going to be the movie. Well, then rip the dream. Yeah, but, I know it's going to uh, be great. One thing I don't know if you guys noticed this uh, with this release of the Mad Max game and Fury Road. Uh, if you go to your Steam, I never had this menu until fucking this Mad Max stuff I'm happened. I'm going to my Steam. Mm-hmm. If you go to your library and scroll to the bottom, there should be a new category called Tools, which yes. I have never seen before. Oh, yeah, that's been there a couple years. Never never there for me. Okay. I don't know why it just suddenly showed Maybe up. Maybe I had no I tools. Opened, I opened my library. Well, I don't have any tools, <laughs> but for some reason... <laughs> If you expand this tools Whoa. list, there's like a million fucking tools in here that I don't own, including about Whoa. 30 Mad Max yeah. movies. Oh, that is weird. Yeah. Listeners. Mad Max, Mad Max in four different languages. Holy no, no. Crap. Wait, excuse me. Seven different languages. Mad Max 2 in five different languages. Beyond, Beyond Thunderdome, Thunderdome in six different languages. And Fury Road in six different I'm languages. I'm going to install Fury Road in German. It says it needs but, 85 megabytes. But... How much you want to bet after you install that? It's going to ask you to pay to watch it. I, I would bet a lot because it probably will. Also, it's only 85 megabytes. And it's it's for the Mad Max Fury Road Dutch Deutsch player. Yeah. So, so huh. Yeah. That's that's all I'm going to say is that it's really weird that they they just slapped like 30 Mad Maxes <laughs> back to back in your toolbox. This is wacky, in man. Steam. Like, this is next to stuff like fucking dedicated servers for chivalry and, like, Arma 3. And then it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Mad there's Max. a bunch of Mad Max movies in a bunch of languages. Like, that's that's a really weird marketing I, I never bought Mad Max. I guess they just want every Steam account to be ready to buy Mad Max as soon as they press the button. Yeah, even though, like, I hardly knew when the actual game was coming out because, like the marketing for it was pretty silent. Like, I haven't seen anything aside yeah, from, like, a, a spread on Twitch's front page once last week. They, they had the movie marketing going for them. Steam has been going all out, though. Steam is is dressed up right now for... Well, it was yesterday. Oh, it? They, they have huh. a little Mad Max stripe going down, but... Yeah, I think it was actually on September 2nd where they had a Mad Max screen or skin covering up Steam. And then on September 3rd, they had the MGS5 skin covering up Steam. Mm. And I think it was actually above MGS5 for a little while, according to one fan who told me on Twitter how it was looking. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I, I I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see if it sells well based on only coinciding its, its launch date with the... Um, Fury Road physical release. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and last but not least, oh, what's that? What's that? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, you're about to move on. Uh, I, was, I don't know. I was just going to throw my two cents in there. The, the, Go people for it. are yeah, just yeah. trying to justify their purchase, and that's why oh, they're arguing. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. $60, that's... you know. It's yeah. one of those things. You go to the review. I wonder what GameSpot said about my game that I bought and paid $60 for. Oh, they hated it? Oh, man. I think they're kind of right. No, I enjoyed this game. I'm going to be mad and dislike everything. You know, well, it's just yes. one of those things. It's, it's different combinations, of, it's of course. It's a matter of opinion as well. But, you know, once it, it, this happens to all everything of us. I don't think anyone's well. innocent of spending money on something and then wanting to justify it. Like, that's part of the right. transaction. You right. literally give something up of yours so you can get something back. Right. And and being able to enjoy the thing is is the idea it's, when you're buying a piece of entertainment. 
It's right. okay that you enjoyed something that other people didn't. It doesn't matter if the majority of people didn't enjoy the game that you bought. Like as long as you're enjoying it, it shouldn't be a problem. But whatever. All right. I, I, it I, doesn't. I mean, it doesn't even matter if it is objectively a terrible thing. Right. Like, I've enjoyed plenty of terrible games. Okay, so like, I'm fine. Like as long as it's not, you know, for for hurtful reasons. If you're just like enjoying like a, a game that is shitty, like say like Bubsy or something, you know. We all know that that Bubsy the cat is not that uh, does not have what, good what games. What if someone likes getting punched in the balls? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If you if you enjoy Bubsy, even though it's like pretty much agreed upon that it is a terribly designed, poorly made game. Like that's fine. Like you don't have to. That's that's fine. It like doesn't affect anybody, and nobody else's thing affects you. It's I, just like you just like the game. I just love the redundancy of the title of this this lobby video they put out. Why Mad Max got a six out of ten. Like you could name the review that. Yeah. You don't need to make another video for that. Just let the review stand. That's. And hey, anyways, dude. clicks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they just need something to fill out the schedule, and it's easy to film guys sitting on a couch talking. I get it. It's, it's, it's easy to hilarious. film the same review again. Yeah, yeah. Just have the reviewer sit on a couch and talk casually about it without needing to proofread or edit or do that hard stuff. Anyways. Last but not least, we have an early October public beta <laughs> for Star Wars. Well, that's what we're doing anyway, right? Like, we're just, we, we just sit around and talk and fill up the schedule. <laughs> All right. There's the podcast title this week. <laughs> Why Mad Max got a 6 out of 10. <laughs> yes. Yes. Find out within an hour into the audio file. Um, last I'm, I'm seriously curious if that's going to, if that is going to give us more traffic. I'm not doing it maliciously. I'm just doing it because it's funny, but it, it would be funny if we got a whole I, bunch of I, polygon traffic because of that. Polygon traffic? <laughs> they, they gave I, one of the lower scores to anyway, whatever, whatever. Um, Okay, last but not least, like I was saying a while ago, we have a public beta for Star Wars Battlefront in early October. Which uh, also coincides with the launch of a mobile app called the Star Wars Battlefront Companion Experience. The Star Great. Wars Battlefront Companion Experience features the strategic card game base base command and lets you earn Great. in-game credits that unlock star cards, weapons, and more in Star Wars Battlefront. Great! The companion app also features rebels and imperials checking their game stats and progression. Customize your loadouts and appearance, connect with friends, and get notified when they're playing Star Wars Battlefront, as well as gather intel on their stats and progression so you can see how you match up. That and much, much more on the Star Wars Battlefront companion experience app. Oh my god. Great. Great. <laughs> I fucking hate companion apps. I'm sorry. Like, I get that there is so much capability for a cool thing. But fuck damn if I'm not sick of the, the idea of a companion it's, app. It's like they have people they need to put to work to just make stupid bullshit most people are going to ignore. Yeah. W- what I, about I'm the really- Microsoft Glass and, you know, <laughs> Tom Clancy's Division? You don't want to use your glass to, you know, control a I helicopter? I like the idea of that stuff. It's just always <laughs> so unwieldy and, and useless once the initial like gimmicky appeal wears off. Like I, I was a little bit hyped about um, the companion app for Battlefield 4, which is hilarious when you like think of me and my tastes. But right. I, I like the idea of having a second screen that's just like a mini-map or something. And I feel like the Wii U is probably like the least gimmicky implementation of this idea. But but yeah, I don't, I don't I've, know. I've had that for uh, Elite Dangerous, where you can actually put on like you know like drop cargo and put out mm. landing gear on your like tablet. PC games and it's hooked up to the game. Yeah, PC games. Just, oh, sorry. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, it's cool. Let's go get PC games <laughs> that support that actually have like dual monitor support built into the features are freaking great. It, that right. that is something I can get on board with, but like phone, I mean, it just because phone apps seem like it, it's like there is a team of people making a game, and then there's some up uh, some group of randos that they just hired like make a thing that people will look at and we could advertise on so that we can get extra money for our game. But Jimmy, like, don't you want to look no. at your video game no. stuff when you're out in the no. world not playing your video game? No. <laughs> Why are you not the ideal consumer? Look, man. I've seen some shit in video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've clocked 30 hours in fucking clicker heroes. I've seen some shit. <laughs> the slow descent into madness. Click, 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 yeah. click, I'm, I'm just, click, like, just... imagining you trembling, the camera slowly <laughs> zooming out from a close-up in your face. Do you, I've like, seen... hear clicks in your in your dreams? It's like... No, I, I, I got... The the like the like thought of Clicker Heroes is like no longer in my head. It's just like it, when I when I say Clicker Heroes, I see a specific image of a tiny little orange like like fish slash fruit that you click that shows up randomly and it gives you more gold. That makes but sense. That's like the only thing I remember from the game remote like <laughs> regularly. I'm pretty over it already. Over. Pretty 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 like like war torn from that game. I'm like feeling cynical towards the whole games industry just from me playing that the, game. The mental image of you looking war torn is just like something I can't help but giggle about. Cuz you always have like such a cheery express you have a very a very clean face. Yeah, I don't grow any facial hair. It's 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 hard to imagine you having seen some shit. Yeah. But I'm I don't any Okay, we we went on a big tangent here about shit and cell phone apps, but to actually be informative and helpful to our listeners, keep an eye out for a public beta of Battlefront in early October. It's supposed to be open to everyone, I think, for a brief period. You'll get to play the Hoth map and the Tatooine map and uh, have have two modes, regular and something called Drop Zone that they don't want to talk about yet. Oh, there's also a uh, co-op PvE level. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you oh, got, I'm you down got, for PvE all the time. Yeah. And then, and then we'll know if this game's shit or not. Oh, it's the wave thing where you have to capture points. Ah, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I did see this before. Yeah. Oh, what, what oh. is drop zone that or like uh, the PvP part where you have to fight oh. against like mobs and stuff? Yeah, mobs. Oh, I'm going. I'm going MMO. Yeah. It's it's fine. Mobs are mobs. Mobs are mobs. Yeah. If there's if there's a cluster of AI that you're supposed to just steamroll over, then just call it a mob. We'll know what you're talking about. I, I, I can't yeah. wait to see the review of uh, Battlefront and it gets a six out of ten, and people just rage because it's Star Wars. <laughs> they make a follow up video. Two weeks later, why well, Star Wars Battlefront got a six out of ten? <laughs> Instead of reading the review that gave it a six out of ten, watch this video called "Why We Gave It a Six Out of Ten. Dude, I'm gonna start. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to do level head follow-ups where I talk about why I gave, why I did a level head on a certain level. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be like a video where I'm like, yeah, you know, I really, really did like that, that first level of 1000 spikes uh, just because, and I'm just going to launch into the explanation that I said in the other video, but I'm going to say it unscripted 
on a couch and then that and people will know why I made the video and then they can go watch the video. Also make it shorter, a bit more casual, perhaps easier to digest. It has the headline going for it. You know what I'm really interested in seeing now is if there mm. are more views on this why we gave Mad Max a six out of ten video <laughs> than there Absolutely. are on the video review of Matt. So let that'll be the I last wanna... thing. I will look this up right okay. now. All right. Mad this Max is... GameSpot review. <laughs> We're already past our time when George was like, that's my cutoff. Oh. I can't go any far. Yeah, no, I'm wrong. It, the Mad Max oh. review has about just over double the living room lobby discussion. Both Dang. of them have dislike sabers, though, so that's cute. I like I like how I never noticed that you could just say like saber. <laughs> it sounds exactly like lightsaber. I, when I was a kid, I called them like sabers before I called them lightsabers. <laughs> like sabers. Yeah, I was a weird ass kid. It's okay. My my friend pronounced forgot, free got, f r e e g o t. I forgot. It was until high school before I learned that the placebo effect was not pronounced the placebo effect. Placebo. I still get uh, so, shit wrong according to my comments, like all the well, time. Well, I mean, you you have you need to work on your Japanese names. I think I'll, oh, that's okay. about it. I'll just do like Matt and just like cut away to Google auto pronounce. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just do that, bro. It works every time. And, and the kids love chuckle. it. I've, I get like, when you scroll down those video of, of your Witcher video, like I think one of the top comments just said lol at 315 Sapowski. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. I was okay. going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just Sapowski. It's not that hard. Mm, yeah. The I was just taking chances. Oh, it's not pronounced Stan. It's Pacowkeys. And like, <laughs> no. Like, Close, closing note on this podcast while we're talking about pronunciations. If you understood the fucking person I was talking about, then there should be no issue. If I say Pikachu and you can, you see a little yellow electric mouse in your head, it should not be a fucking problem. Like, obviously, I know it's Pikachu, but just for for example, Pikachu. If I say Mario, like you know it's Mario. Okay, Jimmy Beliakoff. I'm just saying. Belichick. Person, that's personal. Okay, that's personal. Jimmy Bellic. <laughs> George. <laughs> George Wideman. <laughs> wide, wide, wide receiver. George Wide receiver. <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. I okay. don't know what tell, funny. tell my mom I love her. You can have my I'm video game collection. Imagine George playing football now. Goodbye. George yes. Wide receiver. Goodbye, cruel world. <laughs> you see this huge, like, like black football player and he takes off his helmet and this George. Like in World Star Heroes Perfect. <laughs> yes, yes. For, for yes. The, that the, type of the, body. The Snook Neo Geoks. Yes. Mm. I, I don't think the listeners even know because we told that story on the missing episode. Dun, oh, dun, that's dun. right. We talked about playing d- d- World ha- he- Hearth Heroes. The Scribble Scrabble Scrubs. Yeah. On, on his... Nio Jai Jai. We have to go. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the one dragging it out, and you're the I one know, with the deadline. I know. I, um, Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find me at SunderCR on Twitter, SunderGamer on YouTube. Matt, where can I find you? Um, YouTube.com slash Matt Visual. See, I did it. See? Yeah, you did it. See? Good job. Slash the bush. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd, I'd be proud. I'm proud of you. I'm, you should buy that. You should buy that URL. I'm, I'm youtube.com slash bunnyhop show. You might be yeah. able to find me in Dragon Con in the past from when you hear this. <laughs> me too. I hope you found him. Yes. I, me too. 
I don't want to be know. lost. Well, I mean, you're going to be there all weekend. This is going up tomorrow, I which is Friday. I don't which is know. September 4th. I might be locking myself in a room playing Metal Gear. I will find out this weekend. But Jurgenkern. Jurgenkern is my favorite surfer converter. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, if you're listening on iTunes, be sure to rate us five stars if you enjoyed it. It actually super helps a lot. Like, um, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you have a good week. Comment, Bye. subscribe, rate. Bye.